0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Collegeology Podcast. I'm your host, Bondi Johnson, and today we're going to talk bro science versus exercise science. Now, a few quick things before we get into the show— A new episode of Collegeology will be produced every Monday evening. Be sure to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed like iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever you like to listen to your podcasts on. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at The Collegeology Podcast for information on topics as well as participate in contests and even be part of the show. All links, including links to the studies that are available, will be in the show notes. Now, let's get into it.
1: You're listening to The Collegeology Podcast we college, meet science.
0: Uh, is this going to be on the exam? From the thought that strength training will make you bulky, to the hope that endless amounts of cardio will make you shredded. There's all kinds of ideas floating around the fitness industry, but how much of it is actually exercise science and how much of it is bro science? Well, joining me today to help distinguish between what's bro science and what's actually exercise science is Jake Schuster. Jake is the strength and conditioning coach for Florida State University track and field, where he also serves as an adjunct professor and research affiliate of the Institute of Sports Science and Sports Medicine. Jake has a bachelor's in exercise science jointly from McDaniel College in Maryland and the Hode School University of Amsterdam. A master's in exercise physiology and sports nutrition from Loughborough University in the UK and is completing his doctorate degree under Dr. John Kiley in the UK focusing on speed development in elite athletes. He performed most of his doctoral research with New Zealand rugby and the build up to the Rio Olympics and has trained elite athletes across 20 sports in seven different countries. Jake has certifications with the NSCA, USAW, World Rugby and Reflexive Performance Reset, and has presented on research topics around the world. Welcome, Jake, and thank you for being on the show.
1: Thank you, Bondi, and congratulations on starting this podcast. I think it's awesome what you have to offer to the industry and to bros around the world who want to get strong. (laughs) Bros Bros around the world. And uh, no, this is going to be fun. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Um, can you just give us kind of a quick background? I know I introduced you, but who you are, what you do and, and what got you into this?
1: Sure. Uh, well, I was born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, the accent has dropped cause I've been away for a while, obviously. Um, uh, played lacrosse and wrestling in college. Um, you know, your typical niche New England sports, um, like most you got into this field, I realized it wasn't good enough to go pro in anything. So I learned <laughs> uh, how to take care of other people instead. Um, Definitely started off as a traditional, you know, strength and conditioning coach scope. Um, wanted to learn about nutrition, found I didn't like the work in that area as much as I liked coaching people, um, had the kind of sports science skill set, fall into fall into my lap out of necessity in in certain roles, as most people do. Uh, and now, I, after six years living and working abroad, uh, I've returned stateside to be around my family who are in Florida, and I work here at Florida State University.
0: Well, I... Uh you know, I want to use your background today, kind of talk about exercise science. There's a lot of things, like I said, that float around, especially in college campuses, uh, about exercise. Um, so we're going to talk about some of those myths specifically today. But I want to start with kind of just an overview of what exercise is. And, and most people forget that exercise is a science. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can study it, you can research it, you can find out new things. Um, so w- what is exercise science? Well, oh,
1: that's an awesome question to kick <laughs> off with, boy. I mean, uh, exercise science is, is the study of human movement, um, and it's the study of physical activity. Um, we know very little about it. Uh, it's an incredibly young field, um, you know, from bioenergetics and fatigue to, you know, human locomotion and biomechanics. Um, so, you know, it's the study, study of physical activity. With that being said, can you just
0: kind of give me what what is exercise overall? there's there's so many different types and classifications what what in a broad sense is exercise?
1: movement movement,
0: okay? <laughs> I, I like it plain and simple. <laughs> so I want to touch kind of on the different types of exercise. So we have aerobic and anaerobic exercise. now it, correct me if I'm wrong, those are the two most broad. Senses of exercise. Sure. Based on the energy pathways that we're using. So the differences between the two, like I just said, are you know, one is, is uh, with oxygen, one is without oxygen. And that causes, you know, a whole cascade of, of different metabolic pathways and, and uh, what have you in the body. So when would you say you want to choose one over the other?
1: What are your goals?
0: Depends on goals. So com- completely goal dependent, you would say. So there isn't Absolutely. one that's better than the other.
1: No, absolutely not, and and I think it's important to to bear in mind that you can't put these things into a box. You know, just because we teach them in physiology class a certain way doesn't mean that that's how they exist in nature. You know, if you take a an NFL game and, and an athlete is crashing into someone or running as fast as they can for four seconds once every forty five seconds, that's very anaerobic. But if they're doing that one hundred twenty times over the course of three and a half hours, that's pretty aerobic. It's, and they're doing both of those. You know, that's that's the context that it's happening in. Um, so nothing is, is purely anaerobic or aerobic. Well, you know, unless you're going for a four-hour run very slowly <laughs> or something. But you're using all systems all the time. Um, you know, whether you're talking about ATP or creatine or or purely oxidative systems in aerobic or anaerobic classifications, you're you're doing everything all the time. You're doing everything right now, you're doing everything when you're sprinting, you're doing everything when you run a marathon, all three systems or you know both classifications are still in play. And I think you know if if you're a guy going to the gym looking for body composition, if you just want to look good at the beach, you should probably train everything as well. you know it depends if you want to look good or if you just want to be, functional and useful in this world if you want to right. be able to, you know, lift things or right. or or uh, be fit if the apocalypse came, yeah. um, you know, but training training both ways or training every way is probably the best way to develop a healthy and robust and aesthetically pleasing body.
0: Okay, so that leads me right into my next question, uh, um, strength training. So, you know, is strength training, like you just said, we're using all, all the, you know, anaerobic and, and aerobic all the time. Um, so when it comes to strength training, uh, if my goal is, is building muscles, obviously, you know, we think of that as anaerobic exercise, like you just said, we're kind of using it all. So if my goal is strength training and I want to build my muscles, what exactly, what's my goal when I get into the gym?
1: For, I, for hypertrophy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting one. And I think hypertrophy is, is largely affected by lifestyle. So how much sleep you're getting, um, what you do in between in between the times that you train and your nutrition. You know, tradition would tell us that 8 to 12 rep range that Arnold Schwarzenegger wrote about. There's definitely something to that, but I'm not sure that's the be-all, end-all. You know, Mm -hmm. getting powerful and fast and things like that is difficult, but they say that getting strong is like falling out of a boat and hitting water, right? Right. And and I think for many people, I would actually say for almost all people with a young training age or with limited training experience – that's the case for any type of strength training is you will put on muscle mass if you have never strength trained before and you begin strength training. so that's that's handy, right? Um, right When you do so, though, I, I think you know I definitely believe and this is obviously another topic, but i I, di- I believe in food content. And that that can affect things nutritionally. However, mm-hmm. you can't cheat the laws of thermodynamics. So I think you right. have to be in a calorie surplus if you want to add muscle. And that's pretty important because a lot of people don't get enough protein. So I'd say mm-hmm. worry more about the lifestyle factors such as sleep and nutrition before you get into the details of training. I think most people could do any strength training program. And if they're eating in a calorie surplus and they're sleeping well, they will put on muscle.
0: And When we think of endurance training, I feel like that's really uh, closely linked with aerobic exercise, or at least that's what the thought is. When it comes to endurance training, what all does that entail? I mean, when I'm if I'm doing curls or if I'm doing squats, uh, you know, am I endurance training whatsoever? Can I turn Mm -hmm. that into endurance training?
1: Well. I'll knock one myth out of the way that there's no such thing as toning uh, or okay. you know, doing more than 15 <laughs> so reps in a set is of... going to make you lose it. So that, like, yeah. That's complete nonsense. The, the metabolic cascade created by doing one rep maxes will cause more fat loss than doing 18 reps anyways. Um, <laughs> but in terms of endurance capacities, like natural laws of logic, like if you do more reps, you, your body will become capable of... Adapt to... to yeah, uh, yeah to of performing more work, exactly. Right. Um, but I think... I think everything comes back to specificity. So I think if you want to have endurance and something, do that for a long time. Right. Okay. So with that kind of
0: broad look at at exercise, looking at, you know, anaerobic versus aerobic, we got strength training versus endurance training. Um, it sounds to me like a lot of the times you're kind of training a little bit of each of those things, you know, even if you go in there with a specific goal and you're kind of focusing on one specific type, uh, which, you know, is good to know that you're kind of working a little bit of everything and it makes sense. So with that being said, I do want to touch on a few of the myths that are floating around um, that you'll, you'll go into the gym and hear from, from those who like to carry around gallon water bottles and, and where the upper body thongs, I like to call them. (laughs) So uh, let's, let's start with strength training will make you bulk up because there are a lot of women who are afraid to lift weights because they don't want to get bulky. And I feel like there's a lot of lost potential in fitness when you kind of stay away from, from weightlifting
1: or, or, you know, like we just said, strength training. Mm -hmm. Um, so so can you talk to me about that? Sure thing. And I hope this is all right to add it. I want to go back and just add one thing to the last answer. So I realize, you know, when we speak about endurance, you know, the basic principle of overload, right? We want to if we wanna be great at running a mile, let's run two miles, you know, at the one mile pace. And de right, exactly. so facto, right? But I think it's important to understand that there's overwhelming research in the last five to ten years about, for example, high intensity interval training and and, and that if we build Kind of on the front end, the back end benefits as well, and 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 right. this this goes right. both ways, right. right? You know, building aerobic capacity will help you anaerobically as well. Exactly. But I think I think it's important to understand, you know, especially for people going out and doing triathlons, marathons, and things, that training faster and more intensely than your event will benefit you just as much as training slower and less intensely for, for greater volume. Exactly. So, you know, I had a conversation with one of our distance coaches recently about this that. You know the the dogma is definitely around only training long and slow for right. your events with a little sprinkling of speed in there, but I think if you go a third, a third, a third, one at specificity, one longer and slower, you know and one third faster um that I think that's the training model that we'll see moving forward okay so to your question about myths, first one, you know you're missing out if you 're not weight training period right there's overwhelming research coming out about mental health prevention of uh, neurodegenerative diseases uh, right. blood pressure what have you it's good to lift weights and you cannot replace that with 20 minutes on the elliptical it's right. not it's right. not doing the job lifting weights resistance training is good for you, is good for your human health, is good for longevity, it's anti-aging, what have you. It's, It's just important to do.
0: So if I'm trying to lose as much weight as possible though or I'm trying to burn as much body fat as possible, I feel like a lot of the times people look to cardio. They look to the treadmill and the elliptical. So if I'm trying to lose weight,
1: burn fat, should I not just be doing a lot of cardio or... No, I don't think so because I think that's a drop in the bucket, and, and I think what you get out of that is, is poor return on investment. And that's not to say one long run or one long bike ride or one long swim per week can't help you. In fact, I think it's very useful, but um, high-intensity work gets the job done. It's much more bang for, for your buck, and look, not everyone's in ready shape to, to do sprints, but right. sprinting is right. the best exercise there is, right. whether you're trying to develop speed, strength, power – or body composition. Sprinting is the best exercise there is. And maybe you translate that. Maybe you go play tennis. Maybe you play pickup basketball or weekend volleyball. But high-intensity work, especially involving running and jumping, is the best thing you can do for body composition, not only because of the intensity it creates, but because of the endocrine cascade that results from it. Um, So, yeah, for body composition, I definitely feel strongly about that. Now, when women talk about about weight training and whether or not it's going to make them bulky, I'll contradict myself from earlier a little bit when you talked (laughs) about adding weight. Women don't have enough testosterone in their systems to bulk the way that they're afraid of bulking. They can rest assured that most female bodybuilders that they see are taking steroids um, and lift tenfold more than they could ever hope to fit in their schedule. So if a right. woman if right. a woman strength trains for forty five minutes three times a week, I don't care if it's on a you know locked in program for two years, then they're not going to get bulky in a way that would put them off. Right. Um, and and I think what people conceptualize in terms of muscle mass is it's uh it's it's unrealistic i think mm-hmm. most women if they put on five pounds of muscle they would look better and they'd be happier with their right. with their physique right um because it's not going to go all to your shoulders right, right? exactly exactly um, you're just going to see more
0: definition you
1: yeah know, the, the, the the look that they're looking for <laughs> exactly and and you're seeing the tide turning with some of this you know you have some people like brett Contreras, you know working with glute training and in, mm-hmm. in females and mm-hmm. and people seeing the benefit of that and you know, a friend of mine ashley crosby and you know, kind of leading this mission for females to lift more weights because it makes you stronger and feel better and more right. confident and brain right. functioning and everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that one needs needs to be put to bed. And like, you know, you're gonna have to weight train ten hours a week and taking an insane amount of protein, and even then, probably still probably yeah, not see Yeah, probably still not gonna look look the way you wouldn't want to look without right. steroids present. You know? Right, so exactly. Most women, it's just a completely irrelevant fear.
0: Okay, so moving on from that. If I really have a, you know, problem area, I say that with air quotes, if
1: I'm trying to target that, can I do that? No. No? No. <laughs> I, think, I think if you really nail it down and if everything else is maxed out and you get some superhuman meditative powers to focus on that area while you're training, there might be a little 1% change. There might be something okay. to that on the on the top end, I would say. Uh, 999 times out of a thousand, you're much better off just improving other things.
0: Right. So I feel like that that's important for a lot of people to hear because the yeah. amount of frustration that must be sure. brought on from trying sure. to target something specifically, whether you know it be to lose fat or you know it's easier yeah. to build that up to yeah. build something specifically up, um, but to try to you know uh, kind of lean out in one specific area. Man, the amount of <laughs> struggle that like, like, <laughs>
1: let's let's say you've got your physique out to a b plus a minus level and you don't like the way your your flanks look or you don't like the way your your thighs look or your arms look uh, you're much better off sleeping another hour a day, taking your nutrition to the next level or uh going and getting cosmetic surgery than you are you know, you know the, yeah, yeah or or optimizing your hormone your hormones, so a lot right. of people who you know can't get rid of those love handles or whatever. They're probably just highly estrogenic, or mm-hmm. or there's right. something exactly. going on environmentally that that they're not great with, um, and and you know don't uh, don't pee into the wind with some of that training stuff. You know, right. focus on 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 the important things.
0: Right. The overall, like you said, the lifestyle is Absolutely. really where you're going to start to see those those changes. So I like this one uh, especially because I just kind of I love the mentality that you have to have. To think that this is what fitness is, and that's and not leaving the gym, unable to walk or not yeah, being sure. as sore as possible, means you didn't get a good workout. So, can we kind of touch on why that isn't
1: necessarily true? It's almost a tough one, Bonnie, because I I can't think of any reasons why it would be true. You know, <laughs> um, I, like I don't know, I don't know what created this. If it was CrossFit, if it's if it's personal trainers trying to earn their salary or what it is, make but, them feel the results. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look, it definitely depends on your goals. Like, if you mm-hmm. only have one day a week, you might want to do that to yourself. Um, but on the whole, like, the many, if not most of the best workouts, air quotes that I see, you know, you walk out able to breathe just fine. Just, just and fine. yeah, like, again, if you're going for body composition only and you want to do some high intensity interval training or you're doing sprints or things like that, you're definitely going to be puffing afterwards, right. but you don't have to be a, a puddle that, you know, needs a hospital bed, you know, right. and, and, um, yeah, whatever image people have of that is 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 silly. Um, you should definitely be hurting at some point in the in the workout, right, or in the session. Right. But but
0: um, to say you need to wake up the next day and, and not be able to use a specific body part, right? <laughs> and
1: be like, yeah, I killed it yesterday. Well, and that's silly, anyways, because most people don't have the structural integrity or to, or the posture or just the tissue quality. People just don't feel good enough in the day to day to put themselves in that position. You'd right, rather be able exactly. to get out of bed the next day,
0: right? Right, and not to mention, you know, the damage it's doing to your freaking joints while you're. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah, for sure.
1: Like you, you want to be able to train multiple times a week. You want to be able to have an active lifestyle. You right. want to be able to have a body that, if you're on the weekend and someone says, "Hey, want to play pickup basketball for two hours?" That you're not worried about breaking your
0: knees or ankles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um. So actually, uh, leading off of that a mentality, that is usually closely linked to that, would be the no days off and. You know, it, it's mostly among these people who are really uh, driven to see a change in physique. But I would argue, and, and, you know, I will ask you your opinion on this, I'll argue that that taking those rest days is super, super important to see results from the work that you've been putting in the gym. So can you just kind of talk about, you know, what, what negative effects the no days off mentality might
1: actually have? Well, your system's going to be in fight or flight 24-7, and it's never going to adapt it's just going to be trying to survive now look if you're a pro cyclist on the tour de france uh you know they suggest you know or even even talking you know i remember when i was uh, you know summer's in college working for moving companies and I'd say how do these 40 year old guys do this <laughs> you know six days a week and they say yeah. never take two days off in a row because then you feel like you were in a car crash oh. you know but that's because you're putting such high load on yourself and you look at crossfitters and people like that and they don't look healthy after a certain point they might yeah. have great body composition but right. they would do better with a day or two off a right. week you know spaced out and uh, you know this might butcher a metaphor here, but think about if you're if training is filling up a glass of water, mm-hmm. and if you never and and the gains from training are drinking that water, right? right? If you never stop to drink that water, first of all, you're never <laughs> getting any water. Second of all, the cup's going to spill. It, right, right, right. I like that. <laughs> that's very
0: simply put. I think that really conveys the message. So yeah, and and that's you know I would agree. I feel like I feel like when people need to kind of put that to rest. Just like the. You know, the amount of frustration we're talking about that could be brought on by somebody who who's really focusing, trying to target a specific part of their body to lose fat. You're not going to get anywhere with those efforts. You're better off to kind of change, you know, the lifestyle or look Mm -hmm. at other things. And uh, similarly put, you take some days off, you will actually probably see much more results than you would. Um, if you can just switch the thought of, I need to be in the gym every day to, you know, put in the work, but give your, yourself time to adapt, recover, and, and then go back at
1: it. Well, exactly, Bondi. And the gains are occurring while you're resting during sleep and during rest days. Right. The gains are instigated by training, right. but they're only happening when you're resting.
0: Right. They're not <laughs> happening as you exercise, meaning the more you're right. in exercise. exercising. Right. Well,
1: look, if we're going to go run and track meet, we're not training like crazy the day before. We're training few days before a week before right and knowing that the adaptations will occur in time for the race
0: exactly exactly so i also want to touch and this one is a little more specific than the other ones um, but i like it just because i feel like this still floats around you think that this would kind of have made its way out but people and their ab exercises every day you know just just endless amounts of crunches and leg lifts whatever you know your choice of exercises is, is there a certain point where you're no longer helping yourself you're just kind of banging out more reps yeah that's really not helping you especially the people who like to do it every day
1: yeah uh without question i'd say apply any logic that we just spoke about right i'd also say on that topic is like crunches are about the worst thing you can do for your body anyways (laughs) And that sprinting will do more for your abs or swimming will do more for your abs or playing tennis will do more for your abs than any crunches ever would. The
0: exercises you know, like uh you know, compound movements like squatting, deadlifting. How 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 much of an ab exercise would you say that is? Oh,
1: do a do a good front squat and and tell me how that compares to a crunch. To a crunch.
0: (laughs) So I think that's that's everything that I had for today as far as myths went. I'm a good look at what exercises kind of got rid of some of those myths, hopefully helped some people who may have been frustrated with their efforts in the gym lately. So,
1: Jake, thank you for coming on the show. Where can people find you if they're interested in what you do? You can find me on the Seminoles.com website at VoyagerSport.com, where I host my own podcast. And uh, as I am a fan of Paul Newman and the film Cool Hand Luke, I'm at cool hand jake gs cool on all the social jake medias
0: yes all social medias awesome yes, all right that's pretty you and jake thank you man that's a wrap for today i hope you guys learned some things had fun along the way uh remember to rate and review the podcast if you liked it help me out and keep an eye out for the next episode which will be out on monday night i'm bondy johnson and you've been listening to the collegeology podcast where college meets science until next week